This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Swindon time. Hello, Ryan. Good morning. Happy Monday. Uh, We usually say happy Friday, don't we? But let's say happy Monday for a change. Mm. It's really difficult doing these episodes for midweek games because just letting the other episode that we did last night with Dan and Tyler, just let it breathe a little and then bam, (laughs) on to the next one. No rest for the stupid, eh? No, I I think I speak to you more than I speak to my girlfriend at the moment. Mm. When we have Mm -hmm. Tuesday-Saturday games, it's... uh... No, I just spending half an hour rich pulling is is how I love to spend my week. You need to talk to your partner more. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's probably yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, well, I li- I record with you and then I listen back to us afterwards as well. So you know, it's it's just my morning or afternoon is just eventually full of listening back to myself, correcting yourself, correcting myself, mm-hmm. pointing out what I'm not going to do next episode and then doing it again. It's all fun. Pronunciation is one thing, but something I always notice is just. My use of grammar and sentences when I'm trying to think of stuff on the fly is appalling. And considering I've been doing this for four years or whatever now, it's it's not good enough. I didn't notice. I've never noticed your your grammar. It's all fine. It's fine. My pronunciation is another thing. But I'm at that stage now where I embrace my pronunciation or mispronunciation and, and let people tell me off for it and then carry on. Although I have corrected, of course, the standout one of Iandolo. Of course, and you're getting there and we'll soon find out that that's not, in fact, how you pronounce it at all. But oh well. <laughs> <laughs> we've gone all in on it. So here we are again, Ben Garner. It was an early presser for a midweek. I was expecting a, uh, a little bit of a break. Um, but no, they got you straight back in in the early mornings. They did. I was up this morning at six and I thought, yep, I'll just check my emails. I'm sure it's going to be a half ten start. I thought I'll have some breakfast, sort of my lunch for the day, maybe do a workout, then start work and, and, and enjoy a lovely morning. No, 8.25 on the dot. There I was. Ben Garner. Hello. Good morning. Oh, yeah. OK, well, it was a great weekend for Swindon, a 3-0 win at 
Carlisle. Um, pretty much perfect. You were convinced that it was going to be a comfortable victory. I thought it was going to be a nervy 2-1. So you may not have got the exact score, but you knew it was going to be comfortable. I should have listened. You should have listened to me. You know, Rich, I think if we have a tally of the season, I'm sure I'm, I'm far, far ahead by now. Um, I've got to be on the result at least. But it was an, it was an easy victory, wasn't it? Uh, and we don't often use that word in League Two football because... You know, you come up against teams that will really make it physical and, and put long balls into the box and Swindon then trouble with it. But in many ways, it was a it was a complete performance and a replication of of the Scunthorpe victory, two three nil victories, back to back clean sheets, and on to the next. But a tougher match tomorrow. Yeah, it's nice to be back in the playoff places, even though it's purely irrelevant at the moment. There's so much football left to be played, but psychologically, it's just good to be back above that dotted line, isn't it? It is. And if results go our way tomorrow, you know, you can you can be essentially back up to, well, it would be a goal difference, kind of, we'd have to score a few, but we'd be back up to fourth. So it shows how volatile this league is at the moment, whereby, um, actually, my maths is wrong there, Rich, we're not back up to fourth. <laughs> Let me start again. Um, we wouldn't be back up to fourth, sorry, but if we win tonight, uh, tomorrow night and results go our way, we could go up to fifth above Sutton. So it shows how volatile the league is at the moment and and whereby I think Ben Garner touched on his press conference, a couple of victories, you get on a run in this league and you can really go places. Admittedly, you go on a run of defeats or draws that Swindon seem to be and, and, and you go the other way. I'm going to keep that bit in instead of putting it in the bloopers reel at the end. Just, just so... People can just see. I might be twenty-six, but I'm still at the stage where I have to count on my fingers. I can't, you know, you know, I'm still not the quickest with maths, and I, I demonstrated it there. So, lovely stuff. Yes, lovely use of lovely stuff, but I don't think the whole, you know, if you're if you're still counting using your fingers now, I don't think that will ever change. No. Um, and I say that as a fellow uh, counter <laughs> from fingers. <laughs> okay, well, Carlisle, believe it or not, I don't know what your geography's like. Your maths is clearly appalling. Carlisle's a long way away from Swindon. Yeah. So the first question he was asked was in relation to the, the journey back. I know, I was, I was a bit taken aback at this. I mean, he was asked if he got back safe. Quite clearly, <laughs> quite clearly they did um, because they're here now. But uh, yeah, as you said, good journey back. Recovery session yesterday and then and back out on the grass today. The weather, I have to say, is still very temperamental, still not the kindest out there. And and that could possibly change the way that both teams play their game tomorrow. Because as we know, when, when the wind's up, the county ground's like a, like a little cauldron, isn't it? You know, the ball ricochets around there like there's no tomorrow. And I'm sure we'll see some, some corner flags at half, well, sideways. Oh, don't say that. The wind tunnel will have its vengeance. Um, no, I, I want it to be a bit calm. Um, get a bit tired of these uh, oh, windy games. At the I would tournament. love it to be calmer, but I'm just not sure it will. Yeah, okay. Well, we welcome Walsall to the county grounds. In my mind, Walsall are one of the regular sort of teams that we play over the years. I, I'm pretty sure I, I sort of did some quick figuring out, and I think they're in the same division as us for 12, 13 seasons until we went up a couple of years ago and they weren't in League One with us last year. But I think every time we went up, they went up. Every time we went down, they went down. So they were, you know, uh, regulars on the old fixture list. And we welcomed them back for the first time since that COVID-ended campaign where we only played them once because the second fixture was due. When the games did not get played, they've had a pretty indifferent season. 
not helped by an absolutely dreadful run that costs former Swindon town man Matt Taylor his job a couple of weeks ago where they lost what was it seven games in a row absolutely horrific their form before that was quite sound um, but that's all it takes and to be honest that is a pretty lousy run Michael Flynn has come in it's it's kind of the, a bad time to play them really isn't it because of that new manager new philosophy I was more than happy to la- allow Walsall to just keep, you know, keep letting Taylor take them on that <laughs> bad run. Yeah, very much so with Walsall. It's it's the new manager bounce, isn't it, as we like to call it. Every team seems to go through it. And and you wonder if, uh, you know, if, if they're in around the playoffs at the end of the season, will they just get a new manager in again <laughs> for, for another new manager bounce? But no, I mean, Walsall played them a few times this season. Of course, we, we would have seen that got through to the third round of the FA Cup uh, against them. And, and now we welcome him back to the county ground tomorrow. Ben Garner, he's he's very kind of... You sense a little bit of wariness in there because admittedly, even though we've recorded back-to-back clean sheets, 3-0 wins in each, it's a bit of a false dawn, isn't it? Because of the teams that you've played. Warsaw, a little bit of a different task. And on Michael Flynn, he said, look, they've won their last two. Uh, one on Saturday, Flynn in charge. Um and he, he feels they come in and give them that little bit of lift, that motivation to try and get results turned their way. They've now got back-to-back wins together. That's hard to do in this league. And and when you do that, it can really propel you up the table. As we've seen, they're, they're suddenly kind of looking, or, you know, admittedly they're only six points above safety, but they are above it at the moment. They're looking to turn the tide. And and he seems a bit wary of, of what they might bring to the county ground tomorrow. And I, I just think it's going to be a very... A very nervy performance to start with. Yeah, we'll sort of offer a squad full of League One, League Two sort of players that we've seen over the years. Uh, recent signings include Devante Rodney and Donovan Daniels, and they completed the permanent signing of former town loanee Rollin Menayese. I, I never get that pronunciation right, but uh, he was on loan from Bristol Rovers a few years back. That guy has no luck when it comes to managers. I think every time he joins a club, the manager leaves shortly afterwards. Useful players that they certainly have. Joss Labadie, I was quite surprised he left Newport for Walsall, now reunited with Michael Flynn too. So plenty of threat there. Oh, we've got to be beating the sides that, that are down there if we've got any realistic aspirations to finishing the playoffs or higher. Absolutely. We, we are beating the teams that are down there now, which is nice to see. I think we... Went through a bit of a patch at time to season where we were beating all the teams up at, up at the top of the table and struggling against the ones lower down. We are now, and, and Warsaw will hopefully be another type of performance. You touched on kind of the, the the strength that they do have. They have had an active transfer window. They've brought in some players, and they've got goals in their team. You know, George Miller, nine goals. Brendan Keenan, five. Same as Connor Wilkinson. All kind of have scored this season, They they're, and they're now looking to fire again. So... I think you touched on it perfectly, Rich, when you said that we're playing them at the bad time because they've turned the corner and and if they if they beat us, that's three wins on the bounce and they'll then be thinking, OK, how far can we go this season since we turned around? Michael Flynn will touch them a little bit more in a, in a bit, but very, very good manager, got a very good track record and, and he comes to Warsaw. Probably some Warsaw fans are a little bit surprised to get him, I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I think we'll, we'll discuss that in a, in a few moments, but... Let's, let's focus on Swindon at the moment. What's the injury situation? Who's, who won't be playing against Walsall? So Dion Conroy trained fully yesterday. Um, had a very good session apparently yesterday. He doesn't Ben Garner doesn't see him being a problem. That being said, I'd be very surprised if he comes straight back into the team after two back-to-back clean sheets. 
Jack Payne. Now, we do have some audio from Ben Garner when I put a question to him, but a little bit of an update. Um, he trained a bit more. He was back out yesterday uh, in a good training session, and he, and, he, and he seemed to do very well in that training session, but he's still unavailable for tomorrow. Um, by all accounts, it's going to be touch and go for Salford at the weekend, but we'll hear more from Ben Garner then. But Jack Payne is still unavailable, unfortunately. Um, and as far as... Ben Gladwin goes. There wasn't really much of an update on Ben Gladwin at the moment. It looks like he's still going to be out and missing um, at least until the weekend, possibly longer. I, I'd be very surprised if he's even back for the Salford game. But that's where we stand out with injuries. No Jack Payne, but Dion Conroy back in the fray. Are we not worried about Jack Payne? Or are we very much on the, this is how they looked after the squad for the first half of the season. So that's how we'll do it for the second half or... Or is is there something worse that we don't know about? Because we see a lot of video, especially from from Stephen Jonah, with Jack Payne doing his thing, mm-hmm. you know, kicking ball around, running. We see we see that, but he's not back. And they've been saying soon, 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 closer, closer, closer for a long time now. Is there any room for concern there? It does seem that way, doesn't it? It's been. I think we have been speaking about him kind of getting back out on the grass a long time, joining in with team training. I think we'll you'll listen to the audio from Ben Garner and he'll explain what the exact situation. But it is very much like you said, Rich. They're just very cautious about not rushing him back. And for Ben Garner, I feel because Jack Payne is, you know, every player is valuable. But because really you look at that team, he's one of the more valuable players, especially going into if you look to get into the playoffs and you've then got to try and win those playoff games to get promoted. Jack Payne would be a massive player to have in there for them. I think given how valuable he is, Swindon are taking that little bit of extra caution with him. And of course, his injury record as well. He's 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 had a few injuries in this time, hasn't he, Jack Payne? So club just being a bit cautious there, don't want to rush him back. His type of injury means that in some certain movements, he's still finding it a little bit difficult. But Ben Garner seems quietly confident he could be back for Salford. Okay, then. Well, there was plenty of player appreciation during this presser. Most notably for Ricky Agua and Louis Barry, who are becoming very useful members of this squad, aren't they? They are. Ricky Agua, of course, his first full season in professional football, went out on that loan to Chippenham, had a very good loan time out in Chippenham. And, and for, for large parts of the January transfer window, it seemed like he'd be going back there. He's not. He stayed with the team and he's now kind of reaping the rewards of his efforts. Ben Garner had this to say on him, which is that, he came really highly recommended to us from Worthing. They decided to act on it. He had this loan move at, at, at Chippenham and, and they've really seen him develop. So he also touched on uh, Ricky Agua's efforts off the pitch. And that's been really impressive to Ben Garner and his, and his staff is that the amount of effort he puts in on the gym to try and build himself up and, and make himself the best possible player that he can be. And, and he thought he was great on his full full start at the weekend. And I have to say, I've seen some highlights. He, he certainly seemed to do a job in there and didn't look out of place. If you're given an opportunity, having come from Worthing, mm. and that's not a slight on Worthing, but maybe just an observation of the level they are, because, mm. you know, they're not National League, they're Isthmian. Mm. So to have that opportunity to come up to the Pro League when there are hundreds of players above that level, all fighting for the same thing, it is really good to know that he's just not got his contract and gone... I'm here, you know, and things like, I guess, those Chippenham loan spells, they boost that sort of feeling of, you know, I'm great at this level, but I'm better than National League South. I'm better than non-league. I want to be a, a pro footballer. To, so 
to acknowledge and recognize that he needs to sort of bulk out is really, really good. It is. In many ways, I'll, I'll use Jamie Vardy as an example here. You look at Jamie Vardy kind of came through, I'm sure everyone's familiar with the story of how he came through all the different leagues and all the different non-leagues and then got a move to Leicester. And then you look at him now, uh, one, well, arguably one of the best Premier League strikers he's been given his record. And I almost feel that when you do come from essentially nothing, I'm not saying winning nothing, but you know what I mean, is that they're out, they're not even national league, they're out of that league. You're, you're very much nowhere near the professional game. When you do come through that system, I think you realise how like lucky you are and how kind of, wow, I'm here now. I've actually got a chance to do something in professional football. I think that's the case with Ricky Aguilar. It's a lot of, wow, I've actually made it here. Now let's put in even more work and see how high we can get, as opposed to coming through the academy of some teams and, and being raised in that environment already. Worthing, by the way, uh, they are sitting pretty at the top of the Isthmian looking at the National League. So they're doing very, very well mm. indeed. So good on them. So there we go. Ricky Aguilar, Louis Barry. So good to see him score. I think it's going to be a real booster for him. And I just want that promise and that hype that we were hearing and reading about just to come to fruition so we can say we had Louis Barry at the start of his pro career. <laughs> but he did have a very good weekend, didn't he? He's been, he's been threatening to get that goal for a while. I have to say, Rich, was it was it yourself that said you felt you were still a little bit young for this move? Mm, I didn't say a little bit young, but I certainly implied and stated that you know for all of his achievements in the youth game we hadn't seen him in senior football and that is a completely different beast we had Izzy Farouz remember yes and Izzy Farouz was the bright young thing of British football of Scottish football came down to Chelsea and then his last ever game in in the programme was for Swindon at Charlton um, and he was already done by the time he rocked up at Swindon too. So that is the reminder that for all the ability you can have when you're 13, 14, 15, 16, it's what they do at this stage, which is going to make or break them. And he had a couple of, you know, bit part cameos um, in his first two games, but now we're really seeing it. But he's still not like, whoa, good God, this kid. He's just been really effective. He's been a part of the squad, which is... The, Definitely the most important thing. We don't want, you know, a squad of individuals. He's 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 slotted in really, really nicely. And given his reputation, he's not come in with this kind of prima donna attitude whereby I've been to Barcelona. I'm the first British person to ever been at the La Masia Academy. I then got signed for nearly a million pounds to Aston Villa at the age I was. He's come in with a point to prove and he seems to be doing that. Ben Garner's very, very impressed. And it was interesting to know if you if you look back at that goal, it was very much about him getting inside the back post as opposed to outside it. And they felt he'd he'd just been a little bit too far outside the back post in previous games, which is why he hasn't got the goal. Bang on used the uh, example of Raheem Sterling at Manchester City. You now he's now improved his goal tally by doing the same thing, and that is what Swindon have been working on with him. Just really his positional play, getting across the box in the back post, got his goal that way at the weekend, and, and Swindon have been really really impressed with his attitude and and the talent that he's demonstrated. And, and Ben Garner's key quote on Louis Barry was that he can go on and get a goal or assist every single game between now and the end of the season. So no, so no pressure. Yes, please. And no pressure on the kid. I really hope the rest of the season goes as well as it has done in the last couple of games. Okay, let's go to this blooming new manager <laughs> bounce then. So it's a bit of a cliche. I don't think it's an exact science, but... It happens and it's certainly, you know, happening at Walsall at the moment. They have won their last two games. I'm not sure if that was both Flynn. Was that both Flynn or was the last one Flynn's first game? I don't know. But he, it's certainly a very quick turnaround 
pound of form since Taylor left the club. Unfortunately for him, he'll be looking at those results and going, well, why didn't they do that for me? Flynn is an interesting one because his record against Swindon when he was Newport manager was very, very good in the league, which, you know, I don't count the Papa John sort of games. Six times we faced Flynn, for which Swindon have lost four drawn one and one only one and Flynn's Newport have kept four clean sheets so certainly when it comes to previous regimes he's had Swindon sorted hasn't he so it's a very good appointment for Walsall I think we all expected Flynn to get a better gig Mm. this time round and I I was trying I was thinking about this earlier and it's really competitive, isn't it, managing in pro football? And I, I imagine, as bad as it sounds, Mickey Flynn could probably do a job in the high end of League One, maybe even Championship. But because he doesn't have that, he just isn't a, a sexy name, is he? He's just like, he could interview. Say he rocks up at Hull, has a brilliant interview, but then in walks Michael Carrick. Mm the boardroom gets starry-eyed. I mean, a 41-year-old Welshman called Mickey doesn't, you know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really have that star kind of impact like you said that Michael Carrick, there's no offence to Michael Flynn. I hope you're not listening. Even though Flynn would probably be the, the yeah. safe bet, the, yeah. the, 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 the person that you need. And when he was at Newport, you know, although we were, we were dreaming because it was the power era and power and dual, dual recruiters from a very particular network. Flynn was one of the names that we wanted. Yeah. And we kind of thought, well, that's a bit daft because he's going on to bigger and better things. And he left Newport for whatever reason. And then no jobs came along. I'm sure he spoke to clubs. And now he's at Walsall, mid-table in League Two, which is where he was, you know, well, he was. A, it's a bit of a downgrade, if anything, from what he was achieving at, at Newport. Yeah. So... It's it's a very surprising move in my mind. Well, I think, like you said, he was probably offered quite a few jobs. You know, each season when he's out of work, he is probably offered a few jobs. So, of course, he was sacked at, at the start of October last year. So he's had that good few months spell out of management. Now he's back in. in. And it's actually interesting. I do think he's a manager that Newport fans especially would have been delighted to get. It's, I was looking oh, yeah. previously at his, his points per game. Uh, record in 250 matches as Newport manager, he had one and a half points per game, which is some some record, isn't it? You know, you're if you if you can go through the season with that, then you're going to be in a really good position by the end of it. And he's now gone to Warsaw. They've had this little bit of a bounce, two back to back wins, which is great for them. They look to be distancing themselves from relegation, which of course I'm sure was the brief given to him when he came in and took over from Matt Taylor. Um, ben Garner's analysis on the new manager bounces that. He does believe in it. And he said, you know, I've actually looked into the science behind this. I think it depends and it can be different situations whereby not every single manager is going to come in and have this bounce. But he said when a team is on a bad run, as Warsaw were, were the reason he thinks it works is because the new voice gives players a lift. And and it's interesting to see how their, their tactics are different to the predecessor. So you might get the initial bounce, but Ben Garner said it also will level out. And I think he's hoping it levels out tomorrow. Yeah, I feel like we've given Flynn far too much time here. <laughs> New manager bounce doesn't exist, right? Right? Oh God, I hope it doesn't. Okay, next question was about. Uh, it wouldn't be a uh, it wouldn't be a presser outside of a uh, transfer deadline windows, etc. Without talking about loan deals being made permanent, um, I think it's safe to say that Barry won't be 
someone we can mm. expect permanently. Um, Tomlinson, maybe. Who knows if if yeah. if we have money at that point? Um, Cooper, I don't think so. What do you think? I think it's like you said, Louis Barry. Unless you've got six zeros added onto the end of your transfer fee, I don't think uh, he's going to be coming to Swindon anytime soon. What the question we're trying to get at is just wondering who would most likely come to Swindon Town on a permanent deal at the end of the season after an impressive loan deal. It's very hard to see any of them, I think is fair to say. Brandon Cooper will most certainly go back to Swansea. Jacob Bryan will go out to his parent and club. Tomlinson's an interesting one because should Peterborough get relegated and Swindon get promoted, they'll then, of course, be in the same league. So they'll then be playing each other, won't they? And, and there's always that wariness of, of strengthening a rival. But Bengal's view was very simple, very quick to the point. Something to look at the end of the season. It's out of Swindon Towns given the parent clubs. But the recruitment is already underway for next season. So we're hoping it's a very fast-paced summer, Rich. Wow, man. That means we can, we'll have a busy couple of weeks and then we can all go away and enjoy the World Cup. Oh, no, that's in the blooming winter. Um, so... <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> no, that that's good news. It's good to hear. But it also puts pressure on them to announce signings very early on. Now, now he said that. Yeah, Tomlinson, obviously, we Peterborough are a bit unique where I think they transfer list pretty much every player when they get to a year left on their contract, don't they? So mm-hmm. if he signed a one-year, uh, two-year deal when he first joined, then there's every chance that Peterborough will listen to whether the valuation is matched. But they're also going to have a new manager by the time um, he returns to Peterborough. So they might want to have a look at him might be in their plans so because of course Darren Ferguson resigned over the weekend shall we listen to your questions let's go for it correct me if I'm wrong but that was your first back-to-back league clean sheet since August so very important to kind of get those kind of clean sheets why do you think it's taken that long and obviously do you think now you've seen this defense settle with the changes you had to make in January um, yeah, I think it's a combination of factors. I think we should have had a lot more clean sheets than we go. It's very difficult to keep clean sheets in this in this division. Every team poses poses a threat, a different threat, um, a threat of set pieces, a threat in open play. So every clean sheet is is, is down to a lot of hard work and a lot of organisation. And um, and I think a couple of times we've 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 been unfortunate. Um, Colchester, without doubt, should have been a clean sheet. Crawley, if the penalty is not given, which it shouldn't have been, is a clean sheet. So that's the sort of fine margins that that, mm-hmm. that you're talking about. But really pleased with the clean sheets in, in the past two games. And that is definitely something that we that we want to maintain and we want to build on. And I don't know how much attention you paid to it, but Rob Hunt has made a couple of League Two Team of the Weeks uh, recently, some, some brilliant performances. Have you been surprised at how much he's stepped up? Because obviously it was... Kind of Kane Castle-Aden played so well in that position, and Rob Hunt's had to adapt, and and he really seems to have nailed down his place in the starting lineup now. Yeah, I think he's been consistent pretty pretty much all season, if I, if I'm honest. And he's a very versatile player. He's played in different positions. Um, you know, he's played in the back three as a centre half. He's played right back, left back, uh, right wing back, and you need those players with that versatility and that intelligence to to be able to do that and maintain their performance levels. So. Um, Rob is one that can do that. He's captained the team in recent weeks because of our professional years and the standards that he sets and um, and his consistency. You know, his consistency in what he does on a, on a game-to-game basis. So, no, really, really pleased with him. Um, good form at the moment. Uh, very robust, you know, game-to-game. And um, hopefully he can maintain that between now and the end of the season. 
And just finally, on, on Jack Payne, he seems to have been kind of increasing, as you said, week on week in training. Um, are we getting closer to him being back? Could he be available for Salford at the weekend? Yeah, I think there's a, a chance. I don't like to put too much on it. It's just, um, it, it literally is a day-to-day process now. Um, and it's just the type of injury it is you get um, fully recovered mm-hmm. uh, until the point where it's just now the actual injury itself in certain moments. So he's fulfilling a criteria and working through things with our sports science team. Um, but then he's got to do that within training sessions now and, and tick those boxes. But uh, a really positive day for him yesterday. Hopefully we can keep making those steps and, and that progress. And as soon as he is right and ready, then he will come back into the squad, no doubt. Um, but we just need to make sure that we haven't done 98% of the work and we cut the corner on the last 2% and set him back. So we'll we make sure we get it all the way to 100% so that when he comes back, he's good to go. Brilliant. Thank you very much for your time, Ben. See you tomorrow. So there we go then. First consecutive clean sheet since August. Incredible, really, isn't it? Given all those great moments we experienced during uh, the first quarter of the season, first half of the season, especially away from home, but we couldn't keep a clean sheet, could we? And now we have back-to-back. Great for JoJo, great for the club, and long may that continue. It was, wasn't it? We got, we got 3-0 loss to Tranmere, and then we've just seemed to have looked at them and thought, oh, we'll, we'll take a bit of that, we'll replicate that. <laughs> and we've done so in our in our two following games. So Ben Garner, I'm always a bit wary of putting stats to him because often... I research my stats and I'm confident in them, but Ben Garner, he loves his stats. So he, he, if I'm wrong, he will tell me. So I'm always a bit wary of putting them to him. But as you heard there, he, he kind of he admits that it's very difficult to keep clean sheets, but he, he felt that we should have really had a few more. Colchester game, for example, he quoted, and, and so was Crawley with the penalty that shouldn't have been given in his eyes. Um, he's really pleased with a clean sheet. It's something they want to build on. And I think more than anything, it's really important because it gives, it gives that defence a little bit of confidence, doesn't it? That actually, okay, we're doing... We're doing the right things here. We can now move forward. You're not going back to every game and saying, okay, we need to improve this. We need to improve that. I'm sure they always want to improve, but they're not kind of having to watch replays back of where they've made a made a like catastrophic defensive error that's led to a goal. None of that recently. And and tomorrow, this I'm sure you'll ask me for my team news shortly, Rich, but I think the defence is very much the strongest and the most cemented part of the team at the moment. I don't envisage any changes for Walsall, do you? No, no. Have to have to fully agree. I don't I don't see any. I think Ben Garner's happy with this four three three formation that he seems to be playing now or four five one if you want to kind of quote it as that. I don't see many changes happening. I think it's it's a good it's a good outfit that he's put out there, very good lineup and it and it says something, doesn't it, when you're leaving the likes of Johnny Williams on the bench and he can't even get a start at the moment. So why should it change two three nil wins and and I'm sure we'll probably be sitting there after the after the game tomorrow saying oh, I should have made some changes shouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> that is our right as football fans. Gosh darn it, um, you know, agree with him wholeheartedly uh, until the result goes the other way. Can we appreciate some Rob Hunt, please? Um, a huge fan of Rob Hunt. No, he has flaws, don't they all, you know? But I think he's been a really, really good servant to Swindon throughout his three seasons. Of course, nobody comes out of last season with a glowing <laughs> feedback, do they? But he's, he's really bounced back. I, I kind of feared the worst for Rob Hunt this season. I mm. thought he'd be peripheral. I thought he'd be utilised from the bench a lot more. And that hasn't happened. Some of that has been circumstantial. Some of that is because he's earned the right to be in that 11 and now he's got the captain's armband as well it's turning into a really really good season for Rob Hunt 
and I kind of want to see that new contract being announced. It has been a very good season for Robin. I was in the same camp as yourself, Rich, when we seen Kessler Hayden arrive. He was really dominant in that right wing back position. You thought, oh no, Robin's not going to get a game here. Possibly could even be a player that leaves in January. He then even cemented himself as a regular starter in the back three at centre back. Then uh, Kessler Hayden left. He, had, he took a little bit of a time to adjust to the wing back position in terms of the demands of him getting forward. Still, still did well. Has kept in place now in the back four and. And the reason I wanted to touch on this is because in the past two weeks, Rob Hunt's, of course, been included in two league team of the weeks. And and fair play because he's been very, very impressive. And Ben Garner has been just impressed with him. That versatility you heard there, something that impressed him lots. Um, and also the reason why he's been captained recently in recent weeks is because of how professional he is and the standard that he sets. So although Rob Hunt might be quite a quiet player whenever he speaks to the media, he doesn't do many interviews. And when he does, they're very kind of... Um, scripted or quite quiet and it views not much personality in there but on the pitch and in the dressing room he seems a different type of player and and one that commands a lot of respect and I'm I agree with you well done to him and, and hopefully a new contract will come soon for him because no matter what manager he's played under at Swindon Town he's always been a regular you you would expect there to be an offer out there wouldn't you in terms of contracts but we're due a new announcement at some point aren't we and uh, Hunt is playing in a side where they've got people like Louis Reed who is our standout player of the season. You've got Harry McCurdy, who's scoring the goals. And there are a few others, like Ellis Iandolo, who's having a standout season. But Rob Rob Hunt just goes about his business quietly, just like he does off the pitch. And um, I'm a fan of it. Very much so. The, the consummate professional, isn't he? He doesn't get carried away, he seems. He doesn't show too much emotion. He does his job. He does it very well. And, and he seems to have found himself a little home at Swindon Town. And it's very often, very rare, sorry, whenever I do my player ratings after a game, that he ever gets below a seven, because that's just the type of player he is. That is the type of player he is. Okay, your final question was Jack Payne related, which we talked about, and I've already sort of cited my concern that it's next week, next week, next week, next week, and we're about three or four weeks into that he's close, he's close, mm. he's close, which I imagine, you know, if we're winning, we're getting positive results, that's fine, you know, take your time. I think we were a little bit angsty when we were losing those when we lost against Tramier that we wanted Jack Payne back but we just have to trust um, the medical process in this haven't we and just not rush him back because he is just so important well I think it's very much that we actually have a sports science team now and they've done very well so no one's going to sit here and say no 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 you need to play him now and and it's also not like we're not playing well we're, we've won two games in the bounce we've had that little bit of a of a um, a, a winning dry spell for want of a better word and and Swindon are, are back to their best and Jack Payne will just further boost them 98% of the work is done is the, is the key figure that was quoted there you heard from Ben Garner just 2% left to get him back could be available for Salford could be I'm going to say he won't be most likely another week's training and then he'll be back my goodness he would have been he would have been brought back at 80% a year or so ago wouldn't he and he'd be out injured again for longer so that's that's what I'm taking from that. Yep, very much so. He, he would have been rushed back as every single player was, which is why I think we had so many injuries last season because no one was ever really fully recovered. I think it really goes back to the point I made about the playoffs. Should Swindon Town be in the playoffs? I don't think they'll get automatics, but should they be in the playoffs? He's going to be a massive, massive player. So Bengal has probably got possibly one eye on that and thinking, right, we can't have you getting injured one bit whatsoever after this. So end of the season Jack Payne will be a big player as he always is for Swindon Town eight goals this season 
considering he's missed quite a few games recently, that's not a bad return. And I'm sure by the end of the season, he'll be on double digits. That will be nice. I think that'll do. What, what are we saying in terms of predictions? What are you going for? I think Warsaw, this new manager bounce, will carry them through to a goal at the least, but not victory 3-1. Oh, yes. I'll, I'll take that. I'm going to go with 1-1, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, boo me. But that's why you apparently are doing better than me <laughs> this season. I'm going to say 1-1. That cold midweek uh, the vibe isn't as good on a tuesday night at the county ground for whatever reason but after back-to-back wins let's let's hope that that'll change this midweek so one one from me three one from ryan let's hope he's right ryan thank you very much thank you very much rich The Low Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy... Or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.